Welcome to the Improve This Podcast with Brent Finnamore. Powerful, practical tools developed through Brent's 25 years of experience working with hundreds of companies in dozens of industries across the globe. Many of the tools Brent shares in his podcast can be further explored in his books on service, sales, and leadership available on Amazon. To learn more about how Brent helps organizations improve, go to thefinnamoregroup.com. And now, here's Brent. Welcome to my Leading and Managing Tools podcast series. Today, we're talking about how to leverage the three elements of customer experience. Your customers are already having an experience, as they do business with you, of course. The question is, is that experience a consistently superior, differentiated one? Maybe you're seeing an increase in complaints, or a decrease in sales, or increased customer churn. If you're looking to optimize the experience your customers are having in your company in order to increase customer service, satisfaction, loyalty, sales, there's no shortage of tools and methods to use from journey mapping to customer service redesign, and it can be confusing. This podcast is going to lay out the framework for your strategy so that no matter how you choose to approach it, you'll be sure to have the right scope and cover all the essential elements of customer experience. Before we talk about the three elements though, I want to first list 16 things that customers want. 16 things that you want when you're the customer. Now don't worry about the length of the list because we're going to organize it shortly into three elements. Some of these items will be very familiar and obvious to you and some won't be. Also, some of these elements are going to sound similar to each other because of how they're used in day-to-day language, but they're not. So I invite you to listen carefully. Here we go. Quality, convenience, ease, frictionlessness, speed, relevancy, choice, value for money, timeliness, accessibility, expertise, professionalism, transparency, helpfulness, accuracy, and consistency. That's a lot of things. Does it really take all of them to create a world-class customer experience? Well, it does. Think of a company you've experienced as a customer where the customer service staff was excellent, but the company itself couldn't provide you with what you wanted. For example, maybe it's a hotel where the staff was friendly and helpful, but the swimming pool was useless and swimming was really important to you. Or maybe they didn't have a restaurant at all and there were none nearby and you were exhausted every night and you didn't want to have to make the effort to find a place every night. Did you become a loyal repeat customer? Probably not. Despite the great service, you didn't have a positive customer experience because you didn't like their services. Their offerings didn't meet your needs. You might love the people at the bike shop, but if they don't service the type of bike you have, you're just not going to be their customer. Now, think of a company you experienced where they had all the choices, the offerings, the options, or the amenities that you wanted. The product was great, the services they offered were great, but the customer service employees were dismissive, incompetent, argumentative, condescending, and maybe even rude. And that led to frustration, nonstop problems, extra time and effort getting even the most basic help. In that situation, did you become a loyal repeat customer? Again, probably not. Despite the great services, 
you didn't have a positive customer experience. Hey, the food was great at the restaurant, but the staff was incompetent and unresponsive, so you're likely not going back. And one last example. Imagine a company that you're doing business with and the staff are great, the solutions and offerings that are available to you are great, but in order to do business with them, you pretty much have to hire a small village of support staff because their communication is so scattered and their processes and procedures are unnecessarily tedious, laborious, clumsy, bureaucratic. So much so that instead of the supplier bending around you to make your life easier, you feel like you have to bend around them in order to be their customer. Endless forms or long waits for parts or repair services, or just too many tedious and confusing steps. If you had a better choice, you'd probably take your business elsewhere, right? Despite the great service and services, you didn't like their systems. So again, not a positive customer experience. Okay. Draw a triangle on a piece of paper, if you can, and in the middle of that, that triangle, write customer experience. So the whole area under the triangle is customer experience. Well, that triangle has three points. The three points of the triangle are systems, services, and service. Systems, services, and service. All three aspects of a business impact the customer experience. I spent a lot of time working with clients to improve all three, but some companies think that service is key. It isn't. It's one key. If a company has excellent service, but they don't offer customers what they want, that's services, and they're bureaucratic and slow, that's systems, bad customer experience. All three elements are needed for a world-class customer experience, and as a leader, you need to ensure your company's leveraging all three elements to create a competitive, differentiated experience for your customers. So let's look at each of them in a bit more detail. At the top of the triangle, you have your systems. Systems are your company's procedures or processes, the steps you have to take as you serve your customers, and also the steps you make your customers take in order to get service. Now, systems are what enable your company to deliver a great customer experience every time. Take, for example, your supplier management systems. They can either lead to timely or late parts deliveries, resulting in timely or late repairs for your customers. Or how about your billing systems? They can either lead to frustrating errors or mistake-proof documentation for your customers. Your employee onboarding systems could lead to trained, competent staff, or you get the idea. For a world-class customer experience, your company's systems need to consistently create five of the 16 things I mentioned earlier. And those five things are quality, convenience, ease, frictionlessness, and speed. Now, quality is a well enough understood concept, but convenience is often overlooked. So I want to talk about that for just a second. Convenience means everything is easy to find and everything is placed within very easy reach of the customer. That means information, answers, solutions. I mean, imagine a paint store that has an online tool to let you try out different color schemes. But you can't find that tool anywhere. You have to call the number on their website, also very hard to find, and wait in a queue just to get guidance. Inconvenient, bad experience. So the first two things your systems have to deliver are quality and convenience. 
The last three things your systems have to deliver are ease, frictionless, and speed. They're all similar but different, and they all work together. Ease, as in ease of doing business, means every action the customer wants to take or needs to take is effortless and user-friendly. Think of your customer portal or your website. Is it effortless? Is it intuitive? Is it really user-friendly? Ease can contribute to frictionlessness, but frictionlessness also means zero bureaucracy, and it means customer-oriented policies as opposed to company-oriented policies. Think of the systems involved in product returns or customer complaints. Are these systems frictionless in your organization? Frictionlessness contributes to speed, but speed is also affected by things like employee decision rights. Answers are slower when everyone's waiting for approvals from busy managers. Do your approval systems slow things down or speed things up? So, do the systems in your business currently deliver quality, convenience, ease, frictionlessness, and speed to your customers? Want to find out? Make a short list of your key customers, then pick up the phone and ask them. Okay, back to the triangle. Let's talk about the second element of customer experience, services. Your services are your offerings, whether free, paid, or included in the customer service package. Keyless entry in hotel rooms, courtesy cars in automotive centers, specialized repairs to avoid product replacement, delivery to your customer's neighborhood. You know, maybe your bike shop sells bikes, but do you also offer a bike fit so the customer's comfortable on the new bike, and so on. In order to contribute to a world-class customer experience, your services, your offerings, need to provide another five of the 16 things I mentioned earlier. Those five things are relevancy, choice, value for money, timeliness, and accessibility. Relevancy means the services you offer are actually useful and meaningful to your customers. It means the services you offer are what the customer actually wants. Sounds basic and simple, right? But I've been in hotels in Europe that have a pants ironing device, which I don't need. I stand up most of the day. And yet, no ironing board and iron, which I do need for my shirts. And try asking for a washcloth in a European hotel. Your services need to be relevant to your customer segment. And when that doesn't happen, bad customer experience. Choice is another thing your services need to deliver. And again, that can seem simple enough. And you, you may well be thinking, okay, we're okay here. We offer lots of choice for our customers. But you know, a colleague of mine just recently moved and had to buy five appliances for her new house. There was a delay with one appliance, the fridge. And she had to wait two weeks for all five because they only delivered everything at once. They wouldn't deliver in pieces. No option for individual deliveries. No choice. Imagine not being able to do laundry or cook because your fridge is delayed. Your services also have to deliver value for money and they need to be timely. Now these are very familiar ideas of course, but the last thing on our list of five is accessibility. Now this is worth exploring a little bit. Sometimes a service is av available for a customer, but they have to ask for it specifically or it has to be offered by the service rep. 
Now, when I take my car to a service appointment, there's always a courtesy car available for me and I always offer it, and this is very good. But sometimes they offer to wash my vehicle as a courtesy, and sometimes they don't. And it confuses and kind of disappoints me when it isn't done. And I didn't know I had to bring it up if the service rep forgets to offer it. So better yet, why not just do it automatically? What good is a service if it's not made available? For a world-class customer experience, all of the services you're prepared to offer your customers need to be readily available and obvious, even automatic. In other words, accessible. So, are your company's services providing relevancy, choice, value for money, timeliness, and accessibility? Want to find out? Again, make a short list of your key customers, then pick up the phone and ask them. The final element of the customer experience, in addition to systems and services, is service. This is the last point of the triangle. This is the most familiar aspect of customer experience for many leaders who are trying to differentiate from their competitors and create loyal fans. Service means the manner in which your customer-facing staff interacts with your customers as they do ongoing business with you. In order to contribute to a world-class customer experience, your customer-facing team must deliver the final six of the 16 things I mentioned. And here they are. Expertise, accuracy, transparency, professionalism, helpfulness, and consistency. Expertise and accuracy, they speak for themselves. They mean that everyone on your team has the right amount of technical and company knowledge in order to provide correct, accurate, and useful solutions for customers. Yet even that is often hard to achieve, especially in a large company like the ones I often work with. Sometimes it can take months and even years, believe it or not, for an employee to get the lay of the land and figure out who to talk to in order to get help solving a customer problem. Let's talk about transparency, another one of the elements of service. Transparency, without giving away trade secrets, of course, builds trust. Why? Because people without information suspect. They suspect you're not doing all you can. They suspect you're taking longer than necessary. They suspect that you're not making your best offer. Now, when it comes to transparency, we're concerned with three aspects. Transparency of actions, transparency of decisions, and transparency of capabilities. Transparency of actions means everyone is trained to say, basically, here's what I'm going to do for you, Mr. Customer. Here are my steps. And you lay out the path so the customers aren't kept in the dark. It sounds simple, but it's not done consistently. Transparency of decisions and policies means everyone's trained to say, here's what we can do for you, Miss, Miss Customer, and, and here are our reasons and policies that led us to this decision. And transparency of capabilities means saying, here's why we have this time frame, Mr. Customer, or here's why we can do this, but not that for you. It's the why. So when the customer has a better understanding of the reasons for your procedures and your actions and your decisions, they perceive a better customer experience. They worry and suspect less. Now, the next two aspects of service are professionalism and helpfulness. Professionalism and helpfulness have to do with character as much as training and skill. Professionalism means being polite, respectful, empathetic. Helpfulness has to do with responsiveness, showing a sense of urgency, and creating just-in-time options to help get customers what they want or to come as close as possible. 
It's what we know as going the extra mile. And the sixth aspect of service is consistency. Human beings crave consistency because they love predictability. One service rep offers a set of options for a customer, but three months later, they talk to a different rep who doesn't. One rep is careful to follow up with the customer and another doesn't. Not only does this happen in companies with a global footprint, so the service is different in Texas than it is in Sydney or Mumbai, but it also happens within the same building. This upsets the customer and makes them nervous, understandably, right? Why would you offer better service here and worse service there? Why aren't you all working together in unison? And again, they worry. So is your company's customer service team providing expertise, accuracy, transparency, professionalism, helpfulness, and consistency? Want to find out? Once again, pick up the phone and ask. Customer experience then is a function of three things. Your systems, services, and service. Your systems need to provide quality, convenience, ease, frictionlessness, and speed. Your services need to provide relevancy, choice, value for money, timeliness, and accessibility. And finally, your service needs to deliver expertise, professionalism, transparency, helpfulness, accuracy, and consistency. Optimizing and aligning these three elements requires customer input. You have to ask your customers how you're doing on each of these elements. And you have to ask them as part of a conversation, not some impersonal transactional survey. I teach my clients to visit their major customers at least twice a year and go see them rather than just having them come to see you and have a conversation. And that involves setting new service level agreements to measure against and to see how you're doing versus your previous service agreement. And one last tip, you have to ask your customers which of the three elements are most important to them and why. And that'll usually vary across your different customer segments. Thank you for listening. Once again, you can learn more about Brent's enterprise performance solutions at thefinimoregroup.com.